0: It is time for the show that proves Conor McGregor may never fight again. Wait, that's not it. That's not it. Hold on. It's- we proved something about fighting in the cage or not fighting. I, I know it was about retirement. Look, it's time for Verbal Tap. I am your host, Kevin. With me, of course, Raph Esparza. Raph, how are you doing this evening with the news that Conor McGregor may never fight again?
1: Oh, my God. What? Oh, jeez! How am I going to live?
0: Day by okay. day? I, I, <laughs> day. Let me. By day. I should have started singing. I'm sorry that I said it like that was a fucking common speech day by day. We're mocking this because it's ridiculous and we're not even falling. We're not even interested in entertaining, no. entertaining it as a, <laughs>
1: as a real I just, thing. Let me give you the, the short synopsis of it. So apparently it's come out this week that Conor McGregor may fight Manny Pacquiao because Manny confirmed that there were talks that's happening, but hasn't said how long or whatever. No specifics to any of it. But Dana, super bitchy, at a presser, was asked about it yesterday at the UFC Fresno. And true Dana response says, uh, you know, we're acting as if he's never going to fucking fight again. Really? Really? This sounds like a bad breakup. Like, you guys are the ones that break up and make up together. That's the Dana White and Conor McGregor relationship. They're the people who they get back together. You're like, oh, God, is it Ross and Rachel again? Jesus Christ. Pick one. You're together. You're not together. One of the two. The sex is probably great. But this is where it gets frustrating, guys, because the UFC is saying we're acting like he's never going to fight again because he made so much money with this whole fiasco. There's another uh, report that says the Conor McGregor... I mean, that
0: much money? Like, I know he's made a lot of money, obviously. Yeah. Like, I'm not trying to... Diminish. Look, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not that wealthy. Let's be super clear. But is he... He's not... Surely he understands there's still money to be made, Right. I mean, but the UFC is chump change comparatively. Is
1: just kind of the the idea. There's yeah, another article that says that Conor McGregor, some of his inside circle, oh. is concerned that he might be doing John Jones esque behavior now. So and there a were lot reports. That is that code he, for a lot of cocaine? He, <laughs> that has to be right. I hope it's code. And and you know what? If somebody said conor mcgregor did cocaine i don't know that i would fight the accusation i just go yeah probably <laughs>
0: that has to be sorry i thought that's even what you were insinuating but he's well, on like... a john john, john jones no shut up come on so can i honestly ask you this do yeah. you think it's worth it for him to do this financially
1: i think we're at a point now where nobody thinks of these people kevin but I think it's time that we start thinking about the Conor McGregor trolls, okay? If Conor McGregor doesn't fight oh, again, those trolls I wasn't have you to. no ammunition because those motherfuckers are getting on and they defend him to a T. And I love playing the, the role of somebody who's just bemused. We had somebody who was complaining about the fact that Conor McGregor – no, I'm sorry. It was GSP, and we're going to talk about GSP in a, fe- a few seconds. But they were saying that GSP didn't defend his title. And then somebody is like, well, neither did Connor," And I was like, dude, who gives a fuck? Like, if this doesn't tell you how meaningless the titles are these days, they put titles on people so that they can sell more pay-per-views. But there are tons of fighters who don't have titles who are amazing. And, yeah, sometimes it sucks – but it's just like in the WWE. They know the chase is in the title. That's why John Cena doesn't always have the title. He has to chase to get it to WrestleMania. So you stay through a whole season's worth of television to watch him get beat up and then rise. It's, it's classic kayfabe. But Kev, the Conor McGregor trolls, they come in strong. They say things. They let you know that Conor McGregor is the greatest of all time. And you know what?
0: And And
1: you know what? He is one of the most engaging personalities of all times as Kev. You cannot deny that. But now entertaining this whole Manny Pacquiao thing, one commenter put on our post and said, oh, so he wants to go
0: 0-2 in boxing now, huh? (laughs) I actually honestly was like uh, just in Vegas. Mm -hmm. I I was like, is he the favorite? (laughs) No, he's he's probably... Is he the favorite? I I honestly it did take me a second to be like that's definitely a closer fight by my estimation. And I don't love Manny Pacquiao. I I just don't. And I know this is maybe crazy, and you've already done it. I guess you've won your argument. (laughs) Because I'm like, well, okay, I would watch him fight Manny Pacquiao. But financially, it's not worth it. I guess if he loses to, say, Tony Ferguson or he loses, right, He that's where the forfeiture comes in, which is interesting. It's an interesting argument. Okay. He's going to make a lot part, of money in the next one.
1: If he the dumb part of all out. this, though, Kev, is you're now going to give fuel to the Tony Ferguson train that says he's afraid to fight me. You know, the Eddie Alvarez train. He's afraid to fight me. Everybody's going to use that thing because they all want to fight with Conor McGregor. And they all want that money. Like, it's the most transparent thing you've ever seen. Tony Ferguson might say, like, yeah, you know, I want to prove I'm the best in the division. I'm pretty sure Tony Ferguson goes to sleep thinking he's the best in the division no matter what happens with this Conor McGregor fight. But it's neither here nor there. In order to sell a fight, you want to get the money fight. Conor McGregor is the money fight. So, I don't really care. And I don't really want to see him fight Manny Pacquiao. But you know what happened the last time we said we didn't want to see him fight somebody? We still fucking watched it. And it made a lot of fucking money. So guess what? Even though everybody's like, (laughs) they're not talking. Manny Pacquiao and Conor McGregor. That's never going to happen. Don't will it into existence. Stop it right now. Don't say it will never happen. Because I feel like there's some sort of reverse magic spell that will make it happen if you keep saying shit like that. So that is my note to everybody about this fight. Kevin, let's talk
0: to another person right now who may or may not. You Shut up, Raf. I'm putting fake. you on hold. I have come no on. interest in you in this segment. I'm going to okay. put Raph on hold and bring uh, on someone who can really tell us about the fight game. Someone who really knows what it's like to be either potentially retired or potentially not. And then come back and then. You know what? Let's let him speak. He lined in, he flashed the bad signal, Raf saw it, he's out. Here is the current middleweight champion at one eighty five, former welterweight champion, George's Saint Pierre, GSP. How you doing this evening, sir?
1: Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Uh- GSP is hurt in the head. Why so glum? Oh, no. GSP is, uh, oh, he is so hurt. Mm. Ow. I have, uh, the tummy issue.
0: What what does that mean? What's the tummy issue?
1: Oh, my tum tum is, uh, not very good right now. GSP is, uh, ow, oh. <laughs> Oh, GSP is feeling it in the uh, the inside of the intestine. Oh, God. If you had listened to an interview with uh, Rafa Sparza from uh, Verbal Tap with yeah. uh, uh, Mr. Danaher John, you would know what is wrong with me and what I was doing before the fight. Oh, <laughs> I would go right now to watch that interview on
0: Verbal Tap YouTube page. Oh, thank you. 23 yes, minutes that? of perfect dana
1: oh it's so good but oh GSP her so bad so GSP
0: had to give up that title yes no yeah, well I mean so that's what's funny did you have to I mean I guess yeah sure it, it kind of seems like you've hit the point <laughs> this is just based up your words based off of Dana where maybe you didn't really plan to defend this title you kind oh that is uh poppy cuck
1: it was um, GSP's uh, mega plan to come back, show he was the best of all times. Is you know Michael Pisbee. Yeah, Poppycock. It is uh, when uh, you get popcorn from a uh, cockatoo and you say, Poppycock. Uh, More importantly, Kevin, listen to me now, hear me later. But I want to tell you this GSP had every intention to maybe defend the title. And. I mean, I'm not going to do it now,
0: so. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, are you going to uh, continue fighting? Like, that's where I guess we all get in the limbo. It's like, well, okay, well, you're not going to defend the title. Are you moving down away class? Or are you? Yeah,
1: sure. I don't know. Oh, oh, GSP would love to answer that question, but oh, GSP, tum-tum, it hurts so bad. Interesting. going to be uh, tough to host the
0: Boneyard.
1: If GSP were to feel better, and I mean magically better. Like, for no reason? Maybe GSP would entertain fight, super fight with uh, Conor McGregor. Maybe!
0: Is that kind of what we're holding out here for?
1: I mean, I don't know. GSP does not uh, hold the cards to those things. Uh, GSP just, oh, oh, if only more money could make GSP better. Oh, if he could wear a gi and have less Reebok scholarship. Oh, he would be much better. That is, uh, I think, the cause of GSP's Ruta problem.
0: Well, GSP, you're the man, as you know, but uh, when are we going to see you fight? I mean, I guess, is it super fights, kind of? Is that what we're... I mean, probably, probably, GSP. (laughs) (laughs) And history shows, if the price... Hold on, on hold on, real quick.
1: Shh, if GSP is leveling with you, because you people, you are my people. GSP has been here since day one, yes, no?
0: Yes and yes.
1: That, yeah, that is correct. Yeah, I'm like, Yes, yes. So, GSP is going to level with you guys. <laughs> GSP was never going to fight. <laughs> At 185, you're kidding yourself. GSP is old. <laughs> in dog years, GSP is very old. But in fight years, he is much older. So, the hard part for GSP is, he's like, why? Why should I hurt myself for your entertainment? I beat up Michael Bisping because, you know what? I do favor the country. You guys don't like GSP, but you definitely do not like Michael Bisping. So, uh, yeah, then they want me to fight Bobby Knuckles. And I go, no, no, thank you. I've seen his punching power. Then you want me to fight uh, the Kendall, the Luke Rockhold. And (laughs) GSP not interested. GSP more pretty than him. So, uh, yeah, give me super fight. Oh, and Tyrone Woodley. (laughs) GSP has seen him fight. No, thank you. (laughs) It's
0: mostly just top pressure. Which uh, also his grinder nickname Joe. You know, oh, <laughs> look at you, you uh, GSP, like a uh, funny man. Final you know, thoughts. Uh, I just want to yeah. thank you for coming on and say. Well, know.
1: first of all, thank you. Uh, GSP has had a long time. He is putting ice on his head, and it's hard for GSP to concentrate. But I will tell you this: uh, best part about Tyron Woodley is if I never fight him, then he can never say he beat me. So, uh oh, your legacy sucks now oh gsp should roast more people more often but no it is hard because oh my stomach yeah
0: and yours is way oh, more it
1: hurts oh, wow. if only gsp had more money
0: verbal tap fans the one the only george's st pierre
1: ole 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 this interview was brought to you from gsp's toilet
0: dark days <laughs> and uh i'm going to bring Raph back it's not, it doesn't sound <laughs> great in the gsp world he sounds a little uh i'm nervous i i think uh, i think we, as we've hinted it's going to be connor mcgregor or nothing cuz i certainly don't think we're do that dude inter- i don't know what the him.
1: fuck he's even trying to do at this point i feel he was in that place GSP is doing the same thing that Conor is, which is they realize the UFC needs them, and after the UFC's kind of dick
0: them around for a little while, now they're just having fun. And there's few things the UFC enjoys more than the ability to dick people around. It just—it like, This is a fact. This is real. They enjoy that extra side of it, and GSP's always done a good job. He's done, to his credit, an extremely... Fantastic. Can you
1: imagine though, Kevin, if you and I had a, like a scheduling issue for this podcast and I got really pissed at you that I'd go on the offensive and be like, Kevin's retired from fucking podcasting. (laughs) Like it just, it would sound weird. It would sound like something's wrong with me. It would sound like, I mean, they're obviously going to make more podcasts, but. Did they have a break in negotiations? It just doesn't seem like them.
0: It so, is bizarre to me. Like, the whole thing is bizarre. I mean, that's where, in general. But that's kind of where we are with the UFC now. Absolutely. Fighters so don't trust
1: them. I get it. And do we trust them? No. I, I still have no idea what the fuck they're doing. So, there you have it, guys. Words from the man himself, which I didn't hear. Because no, I take a to vacation when I'm on that um but we have those things going on kev can we talk about a few things in the grappling there, there
0: is a lot to talk about there was kasai there's geo and nikki and those are like our last two topics and you have to fill me in because i am i'm clueless okay no so here's the thing. family guys. time birthdays
1: what you yeah doing? no you know um it was hold on wait i just i have a i have a surprise for kevin i know gsp and i don't talk but every once in a while we come together and we collaborate so, we actually collaborated. GSB and I, we actually, for Kevin's birthday, because today we're recording, and it is Kevin's birthday, we recorded a song of Happy Birthday. I'm going to play it for you guys right now, okay? I'm so excited. Okay. You ready for this? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Two, three, and four. Happy birthday <laughs> to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Phillips Scavon. Happy birthday to you. <laughs> That's beautiful, GSP. That was great harmony. I can't believe we came together for that one. <laughs> I cannot believe we work together so well. It is like your voice is mine. And it's like your <laughs> voice is mine. No, no, no. You have a much more pretty voice than GSP. Yes, no. Oh, definitely. Yes. More than no. Good to see you. All right. Goodbye, everybody. You two working GSP, together. Still hey, it. hey, don't talk over us. It's hard enough for us to do this at one time. So uh, goodbye, <laughs> Kevin Phillips.
0: Until next birthday.
1: Anyway, guys. All right. Uh, I hope you enjoyed that uh, very special. That birthday was amazing. Message.
0: You two coming together gives me hope. 2018 might be different. It's definitely not. So I can tell you right now <laughs> the grappling world has lost its fucking mind.
1: Let's change topic to right now. you what's going
0: on scared me with what was going on with Kasai. I was like, oh, I'm just expecting a normal grappling event. doesn't sound so.
1: Kevin, what if I were to tell you it's a round robin format, okay? okay? So that could be fun. There's three rounds and there's eight competitors, So not all the people are going to go with each other. It's not kind of like Copa Podio. So it's one night sort of thing. It's supposed to be within a certain amount of time, but it definitely was not. And what if I were to tell you in that first round, there's four matches. Okay.
0: Four matches. How, many draws, how many
1: draws do you think were in those four matches? uh two three no four motherfucker there were four draws <sighs> oh that's right up luck. top great so when you talk about a point set it's essentially ibjgf minus the advantages so you can still get negative points but you okay. also get heel hooks which in theory is supposed to make you better however it's only six minutes so you get all this high level talent And then you encourage them to engage in IBJJF rules, which in theory can produce better kind of events. But then you get a match where, say, like Gary Tonin doesn't give a fuck about points but is putting Gianni Grippo in more submission danger. And because Gianni Grippo puts a knee on him or does some other bullshit, he gets more points and he wins the match. Now I'm not super upset about this because Gary doesn't give a fuck what's happening, but this does produce the results where you get only two submissions in that tournament, and that's a problem. On the other side, you have a no gi guy who does a lot of submission only, no time limit matches in Gordon Ryan, who legitimately, in the time allotted for his super fight, which by the way I believe was ten minutes, actually submitted Yuri Samoas. So, Ooh. I ask you, Kevin. When you see a rule set that does not produce a high amount of submissions, is it acceptable to say it was, one, a bust, and number two, maybe we should
0: look at the rule set? Well, without getting into, and I know that this is, fuck off, if it rubs people the wrong way, without getting crazy, any tournament that doesn't yield submission-based results is ultimately... Kind of a failure. Those are the words we must speak. i had built themselves as sort of like, we're going to end the year on a big bang. And it sounds as though they ended the year on just a lot of draws, which isn't a bad thing necessarily, but that does call to criticism your rule sets because we have some pretty exciting ones currently existing. So let
1: me point this out. We had one individual respond to our, well, Uh, We actually shared a status. This was from Kanan Brooks, who said, so can we all agree that Kasai has the worst rule set in jiu-jitsu? I thought it's a funny post. Obviously, you know we go to the IBJJF tournaments, and we do have a certain expectation when we see it. We do understand there's probably going to be less submissions. And that's kind of a sucky place to be in, but we we buy into it for whatever reason. When you get a majority of these grapplers who are top-tier talent, you want to see submissions. You want to see some sort of incentive that makes that work. But when you have the IBJJF rules, you get people who are going to play it safe. So it becomes a little more muted. And it makes the whole submission format for points, when you don't do the points the right way, a little less than ideal. That's not the most important point. When I say a little bit later, I say, hey – How can we improve it? It was kind of a bust that night, meaning you had two submissions. So not a success in my view. There's one guy who argued. This is my favorite thing, and I want to get your response. This is a great way to make sure you see a variety of matches, and there aren't excuses about getting a bad matchup. I understand that people like draws. or uh, Actually, he's supposed to say I understand that people don't like draws. But he said I understand that people like draws. So faulty part number one. Kevin, don't you love draws? What he's trying to say is I understand that people don't like draws, and I don't either. But if that's the price of watching this amount of good matchups, I'll take it. Fuck no. That's not an excuse. There is very little excuse I will take to see a multiple amount of draws. And when you start to, like, allow that into that world, you're going to see the most boring television grappling there is. We already worked so hard to try to make this more interesting. And I get it. Some of you out there don't love EBI. It's not your jam. And I'm not asking you to love EBI, but I'm asking you points people, make something that's a little more incentive. And I have to give this to Eric Lahain who said draws should be scored the same as a loss. More incentive to actually win the match. And I said yes. Because on that, at least you give somebody a little bit more who's going to try and not make it a draw.
0: And Your thoughts? Uh, well, I was also, I was also just going to, in general, ask how was the Mario-Craig Jones match?
1: Oof, okay.
0: Would you like to know how Craig Jones lost that match? He lost it? Interesting. Yeah? Yeah, I'm, yeah. Yeah, I'm in. He lost it by talking to the ref.
1: What? Mm Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: doesn't make any sense to me.
1: Yeah, I know. Okay, so here we're going to talk about something important. Some people call it he lost by uh, Brazilian, uh, which was Brazilian favoritism. So I called them Brazilian points, hashtag, trademark. Craig Jones apparently didn't know the full rule set because it was a little weird. But he put up a post yesterday, and... I felt so bad for him, dude. But this post, it like, it hurt my heart because it identified exactly what the problem was for the competitor side who might be like, what the fuck are these rule sets? And he said, I wish they told me two penalties was two points instead of three. So he basically just lost on points. Uh, and it's it wasn't super exciting to watch it was really devastating and i like that certain people after it were saying like well they're one and one no one of them got a submission and the other one lost by talking to a ref i think one still holds more water flow grappling had a major fail though kev and i want to get your opinion you having not seen the match but just kind of understanding where you might fall on this Because we love us
0: some flow grappling fails, right? It is pretty great. Just because they've got such a pretty uh, hypocritical monoclonal. Yeah.
1: Well, like when they fuck up, they fuck up like pretty significantly, right? Big time. Okay. So when they put up a post, they said that uh, something to the effect of tonight, the uh, Craig Jones... Uh, hype train was derailed with a loss. And I was like, I'm sorry. If you think that his momentum was in any way altered by that bum fuck of a decision, you are sorely mistaken. And it got a number of likes. So, you know, there's that. Anyway, Kev, that's what we saw here over at Kasai. We wish them the best. I, you know, they put together a great uh, commentary team, and by commentary team, I mean they got Sean Williams, and he's good enough for two people. And that was truly tested this weekend when they had him commentating with one Josh Palmer. So it really tested the limits on that one, but it came out ahead.
0: And uh, <laughs> I, I'm sure the commentary, I mean, that's a, I like that team as an announcement. I'm, I'm interested in listening to that team. Um, but I'm not necessarily, we'll see how, if I get to Kasai. We'll see if I get there. No. Raph, Gio and Nikki might fight. I and no, hold not. on, before sure. we get there, because they're super both no geek. <sighs> and you were talking about draws the whole time and all I could think mm-hmm. about was I'm so glad I have my north south jiu-jitsu underwear. Mm. I'm so glad I have it to keep me secure during all these concerns about which draws is next. I don't have to worry about my Shh. draws. My draws are always secured nicely mm-hmm. to my hips. Mm-hmm. With A4, because I was born with an ass that was made for walking. And I'm prepared to grapple in them and them alone as I did swim in the ocean in them and them alone. And I think you all should, too. (laughs) Get a gift this holiday season people care about, NorthSouthJiuJitsu.com. Get them the underwear they need to train in. People are going to thank us for this.
1: I feel a lot of the times people get more information about you on this podcast than they care for, and it's not like you're sneaking in a lot, but every once in a while,
0: yeah. It it's for me, it's for the holidays. NorthSouthJiuJitsu north, dot NorthSouthJiuJitsu underwear. Hook up a family member. Hook up that that's most important to them. Raph, mm. Nikki calls out Gio.
1: Yeah. Okay. Let me let me give you the context here, Kev. We're in a strange place right now. Nikki Ryan is on fire. This kid's amazing. He is by rank a purple belt, but he has destroyed people who are way above that. Okay, so now that we've gotten that out of the way, Prodigy, compete at ADCC. Good kid. He calls out Geo, and he does it fairly respectfully, and the internet loses their mind. I can't tell you how many people have wasted their time commentating on this thing because they want to see things happen they want to will into existence the fact that this kid and they keep referring to him as a kid which I think is both accurate and insulting so take that for what you will but yeah he's young and Gio eventually put up a response that was saying like hey I respect the kid but you know do I think I'd smoke him yes uh, do I think he's really earned a title shot? No, but like, I feel like we're going to grapple at some point. And I think Gio is more inclined to try and have a match with Eddie. Eddie talked with me again, youtube.com verbal tab cast, Go look it up. He told Eddie's me he down. wants a super fight with Geo, So this should be a done deal to me. They should just do Geo and Eddie. We've seen it before. Some people feel it wasn't a finalized kind of a thing. I thought it was a great match. I'd love to see it again. And I even asked Eddie if he's down for submission only, no time limit. He said yes and said that's got to be the way it's been done. So now you have everybody chiming in on this. And I'm not talking about just 10th Planet people. I'm talking about not just Henzo people or people who hang on the nuts of Gary and Gordon. I'm talking about everybody has an opinion on this. So here's mine. Shut the fuck up. If you're a fan, get excited about this. But I don't understand why so many people are spending so much of their time debating about the merits of this kid who's already a prodigy and is already amazing. And yeah, maybe should get a fight with Geo at some point. And it's not like Gio dismissed it outright. He's just saying like, hey, I want to do other shit first. I think Geo has a whole career as a martial artist that he can pick and choose who he wants to have matches with. Gary sweetened the pot by saying... He'll take a match with anybody from 10th planet as long as Gio does a match with Nikki and then offer to say like, he give up his purse or some, whatever bullshit that they always do. But here's the interesting thing about that. Gio said that Gary responded. I don't even know that Nikki's been responding a whole bunch as a response to all of this, but everybody's just been going in flame wars of saying, Well, you know, he's a kid and he deserves this. He's been some of their best black belts in 10th planet. And and then you get on the other side of people saying like, yeah, but those planet rankings don't mean shit. Gio can do what he wants. Yeah, but Gio was disrespectful to him and saying whatever. Yeah, well, you know, last year Gary said this. Yeah, well, we want this. It's really fucking boring. I think this. I think let's get priority number one done. Let's see Gio and Eddie. Don't you want to see that more, Kev?
0: At I mean, one hundred percent. No, I mean, okay. no offense to Nikki, but is he eighteen yet? Uh no. Well, when he turns eighteen, I'm interested more in watching him fight adults. But currently, I'd rather watch uh, Eddie and Geo. Plus, I saw the Eddie interview. I was like, oh fuck, that sounds like a fun match. I also enjoyed Eddie said with confidence to you exclusively. Mm-hmm. He was sure the Geo would fight him no time limit, sub only. And I got to tell you, it was one of the few times I was like, oh, yeah, that probably is how Gio would prefer to fight him. Because Geo's a psychopath, too. They're both yeah, psychopaths. Down to it. <laughs> Gio wants finality. Don't get me wrong.
1: Gio's just, his and it's I, the tournament rules that were for EBI.
0: I'm just saying and- I saw your interview. I agreed. And as he said it, I was just like, oh, yeah. And this is a compliment to Gio. There's not five people Eddie would call out and be like they're comfortable in this format. There's only about one. It's Geo.
1: And Eddie was saying it like a madman, and they've had promoters fall through. They've had injuries come in and out. He also so said it, it might complimentary.
0: Work. Yeah, of course. Like, he, it, like, but I'm saying like that's that's important too. It wasn't like oh I'm gonna fuck Geo up. It was like. I'd like to fight Gio. I think we're both pretty agreeable. It needs to be. And he was like, and I want to finish this. It's like, uh Can I point this out this though, Joe? Yeah.
1: Everybody's been for the most part in this whole thing fairly respectable because Nikki called out Gio respectfully. Eddie called out Gio respectfully. Gio responded to the kid respectfully. And yet we still haven't heard anything exactly from Joe about Eddie, but I think he wants to do it. I just think it's, like, time, place. And from people who I know who know both of them, I think they're both amicable to it. But, I, again, I, I feel like they got burned on some promoter, as Eddie mentioned in our interview. And I think on the other side, I think injuries have kept things from going the way they should. But, like... For this is everybody being respectful. Could you imagine how much more of a flame war we would have had if people were like, "Fuck you, I beat you. This kid's gonna fuck you up." Hey, fuck Tenth Planet. Like, but that's kind of where people are taking it. So I'll tell you this, as a fan, Geo Eddie number one. If I see Geo and Nikki, still could be a great match. But you know what? Nikki has a lot of great matches at his disposal, so it's not shit talking him. It's not shit-talking anybody. It's just, I don't understand. I want you guys to do a true calculation, and it's like a ratio calculation, to um, take the amount of time that you have spent uh, typing on a computer how much you don't like Tenth Planet or how much you feel like Nikki is overrated and and proportionalize that to um, how uh, much of a life you don't have. And you have your happiness-success ratio in your life
0: life wisdom with Raf Sparza yep, just yep. saying comes in a lot of shapes and sizes Raf. you're always dishing out we're we're about to talk to Albert Morales yes. about last night's UFC about a lot of things going on him all his craziness this has been a fantastic recap i actually appreciate it cuz now i kind of feel like i understand what happened with Kasai cuz i would i mean i'm a big fan of Josh Palmer obviously mm and uh you were way more excited about shot was like all right yeah that sounds fine um but i'm a big Palmsies fan, so it's interesting to me in terms of like but i heard there was weirdness about the craig jones Murillo match and it's like damn it i was looking forward to that and i heard there was weirdness about the tournament that's just what i heard plus i'm sorry when i think about end of the year tournaments and i think about some of the grapplers that are available and what's going on i just didn't feel like i got it I'm thinking about John yeah. Combs. I'm thinking about different fighters. I'm thinking about Mike Perez. I'm thinking about, you know, Gabe Bargers. I'm just thinking about different fighters mm. that are out there and I was looking to see fight, maybe didn't hear about. Uh Keenan's Kasai live stream got shut down by Flow Grappling. <laughs> which is the funniest thing I've heard in a very long time. It's as if Keenan suddenly
1: recognized that maybe pointing a camera at a paywall define live stream would be a bad choice and i'd like to make a little point about this um mostly this kev i don't know there's some people who feel like they own footage that's not theirs it's really weird people just feel like they're entitled to all this footage it's like well it's behind a paywall whatever i want to show it I do it for the people. I do it for the culture. And it's just kind of like, well, that's not a good enough excuse. And granted, you don't have to like flow Grappling to at least understand. It's kind of a shitty thing to do. But you know what the funny part about it is? Keenan came forward with it, put Hal Teague on there, uh, who, by the way, has had his own set of heat going on in his life right now. But he's like, hey, I felt like I was a kid stealing candy and got caught in a store. Oops, sorry. At least he kind of admitted It was the wrong thing to do. Um, But, you know, guys, here's the thing. Grappling doesn't get bigger by you stealing footage. And I understand it's kind of a weird thing to say just because, you know, we feel like we own everything. But there's a reason why we're capped at so many people watching our events. And it's always that whole thing where we say in our gyms, oh, it'd be so nice if this was a bigger sport. Well, you know what? You're stopping the progress when you do that shit. So think about it when you're sharing illegally paywalled fucking shit. And you know what? If you're going to steal it, then be fucking quiet about it and just look at it on Instagram when it goes up. But if you have a channel and you end up keeping sharing it, don't go crying about it. and we'll would be like, I can't believe they're making me take this down. It's like, yeah, motherfucker, you stole it from a pay-per-view. What do you think was going to happen? You're lucky you just got one strike. So you get called out when you steal. And I'm just saying this as a nice thing, which is uh, you know, people who make brands and, and repurpose that content, y'all work hard for your channels. I don't let Kevin put on all the porn that he steals from Pornhub on our fucking been a channel. source
0: of contention on the podcast for four years.
1: We've argued. All the way back and forth about it. And I said, Kevin, you can express your art in a different way. So he's decided to make sketch drawings of his porn. And that is the decision we have come together on. Because you know what? Kevin is an artist.
0: No one's pleased about the decision.
1: Nobody is. No, we still bicker about it but anyway that's my point but yes Keenan at the top of the food chain every once in a while the same guy who's like hey I'm going to go ahead and make a technique video and go ahead and uh, cut spices of clips together from events that are paywalled and would normally get strikes for other people uh, and then be like oopie doopie whereas the rest of us would be, probably get a strike on our accounts but because he's Keenan well, he's so cute when he doesn't so I'm just glad that he had a good favor about it and apologized but yes that is a, a huge problem in our sport
0: Kenan's, well, I didn't care. I was like, well, what do they own Kenan's views for? But <laughs> let's go talk to Albert Morales, and uh, we'll ping-pong more on some topics, because that's what Raph and I
2: bring. We don't mm. ever agree. Kevin,
1: Kev, you know what's really funny? When you see some of your friends, they make it to the big time. So they're your homies. And, you know, when you see other fighters, you just kind of look at them and you go, oh, those guys, oh, good for them. We're also but then when you
0: see, So we have we, a huge spectrum of, like, people making it. Like, sometimes yeah. it's like, oh, I'm going to be on this storytelling show. It's like, I made it. Great. Right. We're talking about something different currently.
1: Right. These are the individuals who make it on the UFC who, instead of saying, like, oh, good for that guy. It's this guy going, like, Really? Albert, I mean, what's exciting about this guy? Like really like if you're gonna pick him, cool, good for him, I'm glad. Uh, but we were actually very excited when we saw footage of our good friend Albert Morales, the Warrior, uh, getting picked by Dana White and looking for a fight. But yesterday night he was in Fresno, had an electric fight that we wanted to talk with him, so we decided we'd bring him back on the show. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome back our good friend, Albert
2: Morales. Al, how are you doing, man? Doing all right, man. Feeling good. You know, still feeling a little loose from the fight, so I'm ready for your shit. Okay.
1: I mean, <laughs> hey, listen. I'll, I'll tell you this right now. We should preface. Uh,
0: we know him. We We've I known mean, him since before he <laughs> threw his bags at other people and was like, I expect my locker filled with the tightest tights, a 135-pounder, since way before he was calling the shots with Reebok we've known we've known now so we should just tell the audience that just one more time if he becomes a diva halfway through this which i think he's going to he's eating nothing (laughs) but really lean stuff and steroids i presume that's another guess al do you want to is is that correct or you just
2: yeah i'm I'm on a, a bunch of steroids
0: the, sure. the rare 135ers <laughs> don't get popped for that very often.
2: <laughs> it's not a normal. Dude, I, know I, that you're I, talking I about don't know, man. I, I'm not going to call out names, man, but I've, uh, I actually know someone who's actually been popped for um, so at, at, at that weight class, and there's actually a couple of them there.
0: I stand corrected. Little guys need well, to feel bigger, too. Kev, don't play around with them
1: too much because this is also the guy who did like a Facebook live where he's like, "Guys, you saw just came, and uh, <laughs> I am gonna let you guys know. Honestly,
0: I uh, I got popped
1: for being clean, bitches." Yeah, the- <laughs> uh,
0: not a. I actually, do remember that, and it was a terrifying moment too. It's <laughs> like we've got vested interest. We know you. I scream at the television during your fights. Um, anyone I've I've exchanged time with, uh, you did do the Facebook live prank, which also makes it really hard to trust you anytime you're kind of making big announcements, <laughs> right. as you've experienced now. But how do you feel post fight? I mean, you you lost a tough decision, but a close one.
2: Um, shoot, how do I feel? Yeah, it, it sucks, man. Because uh, I honestly felt that uh, I did enough to win that fight. Um. You know, I got hit with two flying knees, man, back to back, dude. And I thought, like, uh, I thought I recovered very, very well, man, and, and ended up, you know, not losing that round as bad as I should have lost it. You know, I, I defended a guillotine too. At so least I got to work a little bit of jujitsu, even though it was defense. Um, shit, I don't know, man. I, it was a, it was a great fight. It was super entertaining. I'm, re- you know, what I'm really pissed about? Like, obviously, the biggest thing is I lost. Like, I that was the whole thing. I didn't care about any fight bonus. I just wanted to win that fight. I did everything right for this camp, like everything, dog. Like I was running eight miles a day, dude. I, I I've never ran a mile like for a camp, so uh, I, I was doing everything, man. Sleeping early, taking supplements. Like jokes aside, dude. you look um, yoked.
0: Like you look great. I was joking about the steroids. Albert's a really hard worker. Uh, you yeah, look great. No, So that makes that kind of all dude. dials up.
2: I dude, I, I cut three pounds. I I was eating the whole week of weigh Like I was eat. I had breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I brought like I brought my own stove to the hotel, and I was eating. I I, bu- I went to Whole Foods. Freaking was eating bison eggs. Like just everything super clean. Um, up until like hours before I started cutting weight, and I only cut three pounds. Like the the Epsom salt bath was like almost like a a relaxing sit in the jacuzzi, bro. It was crazy. <laughs> But um, yeah, man, uh, it, it sucks that we didn't. I didn't get the win. But um, even more, man, I wanted that fight of the night bonus. Yeah, boy, T City and up stealing everything. <laughs> <laughs> Next
0: fight <laughs> bonuses. Yeah, he's he's like that. He's, he's, he's okay, like that. okay.
1: Yeah, man. Now, now I need to talk about this because okay, first round was a little rough. Second round. You were right. You were eating the shots. But then when you like came alive in the second one, I felt you were finding your rhythm. And it seemed like the commentators were like saying like, oh, look at his stance and look at his pop with the shots. Now, when that happens, though, I thought you came alive in the second and I thought second and third.
2: Did you have those as the rounds that you won? Yeah, yeah. You you know what's funny, man? Mm -hmm. I thought like I, I wasn't, I originally thought I, was, I won the first and the third till I watched the fucking first again, right? Um, but, the first, but the first, like, even though, I, like I said, I got caught with the two knees in the beginning of the round. But before that, right before he hit me with the first knee, I had actually rocked him with a double jab. And, and so the whole game plan was we knew he likes to throw these flying knees. So don't get over jealous. Like, don't attack this dude. Like, if you hit him, let him fall down and, and take your time and take your shots. Like a dumbass, like I, I fucking hit him. I see him go down, I'm like, food, I'm going to go get him. So I rushed him. Um, when I went to go rush him, he jumped that knee. It cracked me. I stumbled, got right back up, and then we ended up getting into an exchange, and he hit me with another one and then jumped the guillotine. But um, after that, I ended up escaping the guillotine, cracking him a couple of times, rocking him, and then end up on his back for the rest of the round. So it's like, I guess the guy who got me with two big knees and almost guillotined me, but I mean I think I finished the round on top and I rocked him twice within that whole exchange. But everybody just sees that fly, those two flying knees. Um so I didn't think I lost the first round. Um but but I guess I did, you know, if you want to go off based off flying knees. Um and then second, I thought second, I thought second, Benito won. For some reason, I don't know. I just mm-hmm. was like, okay, maybe he did a little bit more of that round. I don't really remember that round too much. Like I remember what I was doing. But, uh, those weren't, that wasn't a really big round in my mind, but I knew that I had to win the third and I felt I did enough, especially that last like two minutes. I was just going to press him. I know I won the last exchange of the fight that I think that's when I broke his nose really bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, man, I, I don't know, man. I just really felt like, I, I felt good the whole fight. I, I, you know, my cardio was good. I felt like I, I landed the better strikes. I think I landed a lot more, I slipped a lot more. It is what it is, man. Well, okay,
1: and we're going to harp on this because we want to make you feel terrible. But I just – okay, so when I see you come alive, especially in that third, it's weird when it's somebody else. But especially when we know you and we know you well, like you were starting to start laugh again. Like even as you're throwing your shots, you look like you're having fun at the end of a fight. And most people look miserable at the end of 15 minutes of warring. But you looked like you were you were smiling. You were like when he hit you with the shot, you'd be like, all right. And then you came back harder and you were pressing the action. And then at the yeah. end, you uh, you guys embraced and you guys seemed to like uh, really say nice things to each other. What were you guys saying to each other during that?
2: I said, I love you and I want you to be in my life for the rest. I don't want I, I can't I don't want you to ever leave my side and you're my friend for life. No, dude. <laughs> I, I I just I I just no man. It was just like these man, that was an awesome scrap, bro. Like hopefully let's get this money, let's get this bonus. Um in my mind I thought I won. So I like, I wasn't I was, I was kind of like, Yeah, good job, kid. You know, in my so, mind I
1: would um. <laughs> got that vibe when I saw you on TV because you had that confidence, that whole third round that seemed to exude I'm winning this fight. And that's coming from a good place of I'm pretty sure they told you after that second round, it's 1-1. One, one, win this fucking yeah. round. And then the, the exactly. body language and the way that you were carrying yourself seemed to signify to me, like, okay, I think, I'll think he, he, won's the, he won this fight. And I knew it would be close. But then when we got to the announcement, you were in such a hype, good mood, and then you saw that visible split of you looking and being like, ah, shit, really? When they announced yeah. the judges. And that's where, like, yeah. for me... I'm looking at you and I go, that's the heartache of the three round system. You know, that's the heartache of, fast, no. well, how does that work? Like some judges may not see it that way. Most of the people who we knew who didn't even know you were still saying like we had it scored for you. And so it was a little, it was a little rough to see. And then you hear this guy talking that he's like, oh yeah, I'm pretty sure my nose is broken. You go, ah, I mean, shit, dude, that's, that's hard to take in,
2: you know? Yeah. Yeah, it was it, 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 yeah. No, I'm not gonna lie, man. I went backstage and I fucking felt that shit, man. I felt it for sure. Um Yeah, man, but, but but like I said, like it's just little learning curves. Um I at least you know, I'm getting a lot of like a lot a lot of love from fans and stuff like that. Like I've been growing followers, dude. I'm not like like the most popular dude on Instagram, like I got like a solid like four thousand, you know what I mean? Not yeah. that much. Um, but, but I mean, they're real, they're real followers for the most part. And everybody like, they're really like interactive with my stories and stuff like that. But I'm, a- I'm actually getting a lot more now. Like I've got like, it's only been like a, I think I, I've got like 600 since the fight. And, mm. but they're real people, you know, they're guys that are leaving in like legit comments. I got a couple of trolls too, but, um, mm. it was cool, man. It's cool. I would rather than be organic than these fake million million followers. You know what I mean? I actually sure. care about who I'm talking to. So, I don't know, man.
1: There's, there's a bunch of positives that came from it. You do, uh, I mean, like, man, with all of your interaction, your social media, you do a good job of being consistent. And, you know, sometimes, and if I'm being honest, I see you put, like, a live video out on such a regular basis that I'm like, yo, I need to get on my shit. Because this fucker's like, on it daily. And he fights for a living. And this is what I do. So, I was like, hmm, fuck you, Albert. I don't need this in my life. But I want to ask I tried, this because... Man. But I want to ask this because Benito also seemed to suggest. I think at the end of his post-fight speech, he was like, "Yeah, there was some beef." Was it, like, what was the beef? I don't even know that I felt I really saw it be that bad between the two of you. But no. maybe you can elaborate. Mm-hmm. It was worse than I thought.
2: No, no, hell no! It wasn't worse than what you thought. It was exactly that. The re- you know the reason why like we you didn't hear about it or feel that there was that much of a beef was because. I wasn't pressing it like there was that much of a beef. I never. Um, what, what happened was we were supposed to fight last year, so right before I got signed to the UFC, we were supposed to fight for a title in Sacramento. Um, Everything's set. We're all good to go. Two weeks before the fight, he pulls out. All right. I'm like, fuck, dude. This is like the sixth guy that's pulled out on me this year. Like, this was, like I. Was, this was an actual cool check, and it was for a belt, so it meant a lot to me, man. Like, like two thousand bucks back then, dude. That's like my girl not having to worry about like paying rent. So that means we can go out a lot more. Um, it was a lot because I wasn't working. So it meant a lot to me. So anyways, he pulls out. And um, the reason why he pulls out is, is he suffers a concussion. So I'm like, all right, cool. Concussions, that's serious. I, I guess like, you know, I always get concussions, but, I, but, but it's serious. So then I find out that it was, it was two, he, he pulled out over a concussion that he suffered two weeks ago. So it was like he waited two weeks to pull out, which was two weeks before the fight. So you're telling me, like, you're, you got a concussion two weeks ago. Why did not you pull out then so then they could find me a new opponent, not two weeks fucking later where it's, like, crunch time to find the opponent. Anyway, I, I kind of called him out, but I didn't say his name. I was just like, dog, I'm sick of fucking lame fighters. Like, I'm sorry if I'm coaching my bad, dude. Um, I'm sick of lame fighters that are just freaking pulling out of fight. You know, th- I depend on this money. And... He, he, I guess he took it the, like. Well, it it kind of was a call out, but it wasn't really directed to him. It was directed to a bunch of them, and uh, that's how the beef started. Cody No Love got involved too. Started. He, I guess Cody was the one that knocked him out, and he started talking on my page. I was like, bro, I don't even give a damn about what you say, dude. Like, just because you're in the UFC, you think I give a damn about you? So I cut that guy off. So then me and Cody had a little gay beef. Um, but that's done. But I don't know. It was there was really no beef about it, man. That, that, he, I guess he kept on to it. He was talking about destiny and karma and all this kind of nonsense.
0: <laughs> was it, Did you talk about his neck tattoo? Did you say anything about his neck tattoo?
2: No, I didn't say anything about his neck. I, 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 it looks pretty. I haven't really looked at it. I don't even know. I don't really know what it is, man. But it's colorful.
0: I'm just asking what brought what. I want to know what level it was, and that's how I gauge it. It sounds like this was pretty. This is just too pretty, boys. I get it. Sometimes you have to. And he's already hot to fire if the ultimate fighter taught me anything. Well, okay, so you've got some Instagram following. I'm going to kind of ask you the loftiness. So you you get picked by Dana White on the subtly titled something show about picking fighters.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: now you're a ufc star because you're scrappy and i think he liked that you hugged him how does it feel ascension wise because you you seem to be allocating it in a good way now i don't know what you're doing in your spare time you might have just done a rail of coke i hope you didn't <laughs> but i don't know you seem like you're mostly investing in your training keeping it jujitsu real um but talk to us about the differences
2: between differences between what?
0: How, your mindset. How are you approaching it now? Is it the same? Is it a little oh. different? Like now you're in a very high visibility professional. You're in the UFC. You were fighting in front of fun crowds before that, but it wasn't the UFC. I mean, you understand what you're saying.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah I get what you're saying. Um, right now, it's amazing. Um, when I first got signed, um, it felt amazing, you know, um, like it, it, it's a huge jump from going, like you said, local scene, local jiu-jitsu tournaments to like being in the UFC. But even more so, like it it, it kind of blew my head up. Like I, I, I kind of thought I was the shit. Like I stopped going to jiu as much. I stopped like I thought I, like, like I was training with my coach. Like I would come to practice every day but was I really giving it my all like I used to? I thought I was, you know, in my head I was, but I really wasn't. And I still thought I was invincible. Every guy that I've lost to, I, I know that I can beat them, but I wasn't, I was never the best Albert. So that, that happened then, you know, and I got, I went to the, the UFC, took every short notice fight, two weeks, three weeks, one time, even one week, uh, different countries, Brazil, Sweden. I mean, not Sweden, whether it was, whether it, Scotland, Mm-hmm. Um, like I, don't know, I, I was, I was crazy, man, but, but it took me to like, you know, lose myself to realize that, I, you know, I had to come back and just do jujitsu and like, just like, like I'm in love with jujitsu. I hit, I've seen rap at a couple of fucking, a, a couple of tournaments. I'm like, dude, I, I just, I want to come back. dude. like, I felt I lost it, man. I want to, I, I want to come down to your spots. Even though I still can't, even though I still don't come, but, but I mean, like I want to now, like I'm going to jujitsu every day, twice I just a day want to point out, like, <laughs> just
1: listen to that statement over and over and over again. Because I'm always like, yo man, when are you coming to train? He's like, man, I love jujitsu. I'm all about it again. I was like, cool. You come and train? Oh, definitely not. But I love it.
2: Yeah, bro. No, no, man. I need to well, one, I have a legit excuse right now. Well, now I don't You're because now tracks? I'm about to get a car.
0: Oh, okay. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I just assumed you were ditching you were I wouldn't fight Raf his heel hooks. You know, he might be scary. Albert's gotta look out for what number nope. one. I fair, though, Kevin, Dude, I'm not gonna
2: heel hook. That, that's exactly why that's exactly <laughs> why I need to come train with you guys if you guys are doing the heel hooks 'cause dude, I like that. Like right now, I've just been really working on passing, keeping my guard real tight. Um, cause I playing. I'm like, I'm like really working on like deep to X. And then from there comes right into like my over under pass. So like, I've just been working my stuff, but like, uh, I definitely need to get on these, those heel hooks and stuff like that. And I kind of want to do that combat jujitsu too. But, uh, that's a huge tangent. Blah, blah, blah. I forgot what, what we were talking
0: it. about. Well, it's <laughs> like diet. It's like diet <laughs> MMA for you. You're like, sounds really great. Is. No flying like, knees. <laughs> Sign me up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I,
1: I like the fact that like Albert. The last time I saw him was at Ultimate Matt Warriors. He comes over and he's trying to sneak attack me, and I was like, bro, you sneak attack me. All rules are off. Like there's no there's no jujitsu. Like nice guy takedown. There's like Raph grabs a chair. There's right. Raph is basically, like I'm like, you're going to get the truest Mexican side out of me where you're like, Raph, you didn't even have a knife on you. And I'll be like, false. Mexicans always have knives on them. That's right. <laughs> but I oh, appreciate yeah. the fact, so we're obviously going to get you to come train with us because we've got a slew of killers that are going there. But yeah, you you do love jujitsu. It is good that you get to use that as a defensive side. But like, I think what you're kind of alluding to, if I'm hearing you right, is just like you've in love with not just grappling, but like the MMA game in an entirely different way, right?
2: Yeah, yeah, man. I'm just uh, everywhere, just like MMA, like just period, yeah. Like everything, man. Like, I'm just, as being a martial artist, how about that, man? Like, the real fucking meaning of martial artists is as corny as it sounds, man, I'm like, I don't know. I'm, I'm 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 on a weird level that I've never been on before. So.
0: It's only Super corny so if you can't kick a motherfucker out and then choke him <laughs> and you can do both of those. So, it's real. You're, you're and, earning it. It's Kev, not like you you're, you're doing karate and calling yourself well-rounded. You're rocking this.
1: Kev, if you really think about it, you can really fall in love with like MMA game when you're signed by the UFC and they send you to all the exotic locales like Sao Paulo and Glasgow and Fresno.
0: Wait, wait, Rap. Right. Hold on. What was that last one? Uh, you
1: know, Fresno, California. <laughs> sure. Oh, you, I thought you meant like
0: Fresno, Spain. I guess, sure. No, yeah, I mean, it's not bad not. to slum definitely it. Definitely Fresno, California. Where Certainly more affordable <laughs> to get the training camp there, I guess.
1: Like, you, you do know, and I want to make this very clear to our audience listening the most impressive thing to me. Sorry, T City. Sorry. Albert Morales was when I saw they had Anthony Kiedis in the audience. And I go, they got that motherfucker to go to Fresno. Right. Damn UFC. Y'all are paying him.
0: I know. it's Hold on. You got to fight in front of Anthony Kiedis.
2: (laughs) Yeah. He was there, man. He he was actually hanging out there. Like, like, like when we walked in, he was like the first guy, like kind of greet us. He only greeted, like he greeted your eye of favor and Uriah happened to be Benito's coach. But, like, as soon as we walked in off the bus, he was chilling there, man. It was crazy.
1: Yeah, I want to say I saw... He got a photo with, like, T-City a little bit later. And, I like, when I saw Brian get a photo with him, my wife goes, his reward was getting a photo with Anthony Kiedis? I was like, babe, if oh, I fine, right. you better believe I'm getting a photo with Anthony fucking Kiedis.
2: Right. Yeah, it, it is pretty badass, man. That guy had... If he got a photo and he got $100,000 in bonuses and he got his check, double check. What a night, bro. Fuck that fool. Dude, I know.
1: Dude, I know. And seriously, like we were watching it and I saw that guillotine happen. And the the worst part about it is Cub got the warning at the end of that round, got saved by the belt in that first round. And the second round, you're like anything but a guillotine, anything but a guillotine. Like literally do anything else and I'm in a guillotine.
2: Fuck. She was dope, man. From what it I saw Cub, he <laughs>
1: wasn't
0: <laughs> avoiding it. Like I thought he would. Yeah. No, man. You see where he was like yourself. Which, you know.
2: Bro, like Brian even adjusted it. Like like yeah. he had it locked in, like re like it almost looked like he let go of it just mm-hmm. like completely and then fucking made it tighter.
1: Yep. Yep, it was it was amazing to watch because I I look at that and I think to myself, you know, most of us with our guillotines, when you lose it, you have that little bit of a window and then you really gotta fight for it back in. Brian, when he readjusted, it was almost the equivalent of somebody with a sick jab getting a guillotine at the same time. Like that it was that much force to it that I was like, Oh yeah, there's no way you get out of that. That's so powerful. Like it's such a good guillotine.
2: Hey, wouldn't it be tight to see Brian in an EBI? Like, just to see what it's about. Like, Because no one's seen him do just jiu-jitsu. Uh, dude, I've, I've seen plenty of jiu <laughs> Tight to with, see Albert Morales. With Brian in the UFC. In but, but.
0: I'm in on both. Let's, well, get, let's get, get you. Let's get We're, T-City. <laughs> I, there's a lot of people I'm signing up. Well, let's get there
1: because, I, I mean, you bring up good points. You also mentioned combat jiu-jitsu. I would 100% see a black belt. Uh, with the caliber of Bryan's, uh capabilities in EBI. But, I, I, you know, it's one of those things where the fighters go, you know, I'm concentrating on this this fight game. But the minute he becomes available, we're going to try and cherry-pick that motherfucker because he's yeah, definitely a different style than EBI uh, normally has.
2: So let, let's let get be, on that.
1: Yeah, it'd be dope, man, because, like, it's
2: like, you know, that's, like, the one thing that Henner doesn't do, EBI. Like, you're like... Didn't Eddie fought in, 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 in and and So why not let why not let uh one of your prospects fight in EBI? It'd be fucking dope. And Brian's down, bro. Brian's my boy, man. Brian, it it would be nothing for him. He would love to do that stuff.
1: I um, and, that, and
2: then also, what was that?
1: No, you go ahead. You finish that thought, man.
2: Sorry, right, uh, I was gonna say I also heard uh, Kevin Casey called out Gordon Ryan. So
1: yeah, it'd be like okay. a double match. You know what I mean? well- We'll get there. I want to. Oh, I want to stay on this. Well, hold on. Hold on <laughs>
0: Sorry. Hey, he started it. Rap, not my fault. <laughs> he said the cool <laughs> things.
1: I want to make sure that we stay on this. Have you felt the uh, Brian T. City Ortega guillotine up close?
2: No, no. you know, what's funny is that me and Brian are actually like really cool homies. Like we talk to each other all the time. We eat lunch, and we've never trained with each other ever. That's a smart decision. Black I, black
1: I black wouldn't black 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 train black with him either. So.
2: Dude, he's an animal, bro. But I, I've never trained with Jiu-Jitsu. I've trained with Kevin Casey. I've trained with Um, Believe it or not, Coach Kenny Johnson is actually pretty rough, you know. um, Actually, yeah, Kenny just got his black belt. But
1: yeah, um, I no, I've never trained with yes.
2: Lionel
1: JJ. All right. Let's talk about this. Albert, you dropped the mention in for combat Jiu-Jitsu. You are that crazy motherfucker who would want to do that. When did that thought enter your head, and I mean they're always looking for people, so it's not shortage on want or need, and I'm sure the UFC you know it's on fight pass it's possible they're always looking to put on UFC fighters. what's the case? if somebody's listening right now, why should you be on combat jiu-jitsu because you're about the weight man i' student I'll, I'll, I'll go
2: up I'll do fifty five i'll do 45 i'll i don't want to cut for 35 if it's the same day but if it's the sa- uh, next day way i'll do 35 i'll do any three of those um but why should i man because i slap the shit out of a motherfucker no um because i'm gonna do real jiu man i'm gonna i'm gonna do real jiu man it's like uh i don't understand the whole point of slapping while you're like in the guard or not in the guard but like you know he's on his back his legs are his his, his feet are on your hips and you're going to slap the shit of him, that, that's not real That's not real jiu-jitsu. That's not pojada, you know what I mean? Like, you got to get in there, get tight, pass, slap, you, uh, you know, get him into that spot where, like, maybe, like, uh, what's that stuff called? What, what's, what's it called where you grab, gift wrap, you know, and smack the crap out of him until he gives you the arm? That's the kind of stuff. You get a triangle, he doesn't want to tap, you smack him to get the armbar. That's, like, that's the real point of, uh, I would say, combat jiu-jitsu, not just slapping the shit out of each other. Like, yeah, this doesn't make sense to me. Okay. So
1: when you're watching it and you obviously want in there and you're thinking to yourself, you're going to slap the shit out of somebody. Are you even considering the <laughs> fact that they're, they're toying with the idea of up kicks
2: in that? That'd be fucking dope. That, that's crazy. That, it, that's exactly, that'd be cool because then if you want to slap me from right there, then I'm going to kick you in your face. Hell yeah. I dig that.
1: <laughs> Damn, Heck
2: yeah. Okay.
1: Damn. Okay. I it,
2: mean, just, we're... it just yeah. It just levels it out. You know what I mean? Like it's like okay. No free slaps. jiu-jitsu with slaps. That's better. So you don't have to worry about getting kicked if you're not standing up. You're you're in the guard. Then you don't have to worry about getting kicked.
0: Tip. What do you think? I think just in terms of his general terrifyingness. Well, first of all. logistically i was mostly fixated on how much this would give me a headache 10 seconds into training if you want to know like where i was specifically in that conversation Mm -hmm. but i do think like in general you're a terrifying candidate for this because of your anyone who's done mma is a lot better at this it seems like so far so yeah. I kind of just yeah, didn't I trust. I just and trust the
1: warrior here, and I'm ready. The other thing is, Kev, we both train with him, so like we we know how he does jujitsu. But like, we never had to worry about this motherfucker trying to slap us in the middle of thank,
0: passing. Thank God that was a rule. That <laughs> that was we were adamant about it. So okay, yeah. All right.
1: We 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 happen to know some people who know EBI people who know people, but. I'm not saying anything could happen. I'm just saying it's good to know because they're always looking for people. And it looks like, you know, they just had combat worlds. They want to make that a thing. They're already talking about combat worlds too. So keep that in mind, Al.
2: Yeah, I do. I, I, I was watching combat worlds. I was, uh, I was watching, I think I was watching Chad George division. Cause Wagner Hosha was the one after, right? I think yeah. they were the one higher. I was watching. I, I knew, I knew Wagner was going to be the man bro. It, like for sure. For sure, especially because his jujitsu is just like that. It's just without slapping, man. So I knew I knew he was going to do very well on that. Um, but uh, uh, I, I actually called my manager and I was like, "Yo, dude, I want to be on this combat jiu-jitsu shit. Like, like, figure it out, bro. Like, let's get on it." And oh, my, my manager like, "That's a manager I want, call.
0: Interesting. Yeah. Does and oh, is wow. he like what are you talking about, or is he like shut up? Does he
2: know what you're talking about?" No. Yeah, dude, my, dude, Jason House, man, that dude he's so involved in GC probably under Jiva. Um he he he's the man, bro. Like like he's all for it, man. We were actually watching it together. He was watching it when I called him. I was like, Yo, are you watching this? She's like, Yeah,
0: man. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, I'm just making sure you're in good hands. That's a little the community always needs to check. I feel better about it already. Okay. Oh, yeah. Well, this is also making me excited because I was all prepared to tease you about not being really invested in jiu-jitsu um, until we see it in a super fight. And that's where you got to use your UFC. I mean, sub-undergrounds ready for you tomorrow, I guess, when you're not mm. fighting is the other thing.
2: Yeah, man. I, I, I was actually there this weekend, man, and I saw that. section really cool. I, I didn't realize how many guys they would have, man. I didn't think it was going to be that 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 crazy of a, an event, man. It's actually really big, dude. Like, um, I, I found out they sold out, dude. I got it for free, dude. I don't know what, how. Like, I, I guess we we confused the lady or something. Like, um, so what happened was like they were sold out. I was like, well, I'm going to go support my boy Kawan Cal- Barbosa. He won that night, um, and I was like, All right. and plus, my my professor needed a carpool. Or else he would he would have never gotten there on time. So I was like, All right, I'm gonna roll with you. He went he goes in there. He's like, watch, I'm gonna try and get you in. So he goes in there. and He's like, hey man, <laughs> his whole thing was, I'm a UFC fighter, right? <laughs> you didn't realize that there was like three UFC fighters there and like <laughs> legit, was like with world titles and shit. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> And so he's like, Yeah, man, he's my like, UFC fighter, you know, he I needed him to carpool and like she's just like, What? because what? he's just like super resilient. Eventually she just gives me a wrist, man. I guess she thought I was fighting. So like she she um we go in the back and, and that's how I get him for free. Hopefully I don't hear about this shit. But um uh I don't know if you know where I was going. Oh yeah, it was just it, it's a great event man. I I didn't think it was gonna be that big. I saw Kevin Casey fight um marvin fought man another fucking heel hook that was a beast it was cool man cool event.
1: so you're talking about this was uh the fight to win a couple weeks ago right yeah the, uh i think it was in burbank yeah you were in burbank because <laughs> i just happened to be walking around and this is why it's always so funny i'm just like that motherfucker's here <laughs> Look at him. i see him right now and i like it's so funny because i'm like He's so close in the jiu-jitsu community that sometimes when you get an MMA fighter, you want to steal him back. You want to be like, nope, we take you back <laughs> to jiu-jitsu for a little while because we want to borrow you. Um, but, dude, I mean, here's the nice part is, you know, being a UFC fighter, you're always in that 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 range of people. And it's always good to keep your neck out and and – Kind of get in those situations because I'm I'm pretty sure at some point somebody it's gonna be the right organization right time we can get you in in a couple of super fights so duly noted promoters if you're listening right now the man's looking for some good super fights or even combat jujitsu but I want to ask this okay so Kevin brought it up but we didn't really fully get to ask you about the experience of being on looking for a fight because Dana White comes up to you and it seems like Dana White's been pretty pretty chill with you. He, he seemed to like the fight from all the sources we got um, between you yesterday and uh, Benito. But like, what was that experience like for Dana White to tell you you got a contract, man?
2: Oh, ah, yeah, that was the fucking best feeling in the world, bro. Because you know, like what the show shows is not what really freaking went down, bro. Dana didn't even see my fight. Dana, wa- Dana walked into the freaking arena right after my fight. <laughs> so so um I dude there's like in my head I I didn't get the contract. Like he didn't see me he didn't see me fight man. So so uh, that, that was kind of like the thought that I thought um but coach kenny johnson's was like, "Well, you know what? Just go introduce yourself to him. See can, what's up, you can know, I do like, a quick fact know, check,
0: Al? quick fact check. Uh just yeah, knowing out a little sure. bit and you don't neither confirm nor deny. You can just keep going with your story. But I feel like you said Oh, fuck that guy. I didn't even see his fucking loss. I'm the man. And then now go back. Now let's go back in. I just wanted to back that. Yeah. Just get a quick correction. I should have
2: said that, kid. I was, like, you know, I should have. But no, what happened was I turned into a complete wuss, dog. Um, so my coach tells me to, like, go go say what's up to him. You know what I mean? Um, Introduce yourself. Just be like, yo, man, I just got a 12-second knock. Cool. Coach Kenny was like, hey, go up to that motherfucker. Tell him you just got a 20-fucking-second knockout and sign me, bitch. That's what he told me to say. But, um. I, I of course i wasn't gonna say that shit so i went up to him uh well I was, I was walking towards him and i saw a bunch of fighters like surrounding him i'm like ah like everybody's over there fuck that like i'm not i'm not gonna be one of those guys like if he'll see he'll see and i kind of talked myself out of it you know i, I turned to a, a, a wuss and uh went back like saw my family went backstage again coach kenny johnson looked at me like, did you go say hi to him and i was like uh nah nah i didn't say hi like all timid and shit and he's like yo man you better go over there. I'm gonna smack the shit out of you. And I was like, fuck. All right, I got you, coach. So then I went over there. Luckily, someone got hit in the nuts. So it, like everybody was focused on that guy, and Dana was by himself. So I go up to Dana and I'm like, hey man, I just want to let you know he's sitting next to Matt Sarah. Okay, like, hey, um, you know my name is Albert Morales. Um, whether you sign me today or don't sign me, I know I'm gonna work for you. So I want you just to know my name. And he's, like, oh, you're Jim Morales. You're the guy who got the 12-second knockout or whatever, you know. I was like, yeah, yeah, man. And he's like, oh. And luckily, the guys from the kingdom were right behind him. And I was actually on the kingdom a couple of times. So they recognized me. And they're like, ah, blah, 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 So that kind of hyped me up too, man. And um, so that was kind of cool. And then that was it, man. And D- Matt Serra thought it was badass that I said that. And I walked off. After the fights, my boy Tommy fought, um, finishes off with a knockout. Then I get a call, yo, Albert, come to the back. And um, I'm like, okay, fuck. Well, I guess I left my check again because I had a bad, I had a really bad problem. Like, they give me my check and I put it down and fucking, I'd be gone. And, and they always call me in the back. So i I probably left my check. So I go to the locker room, and um, I'm like, all right. So where's my check? They're like, no, dude. um, Dana actually wants to talk to you. And fuck, right there, like my heart drops. I'm like, holy crap. What do you mean Dana wants to talk to me? What do I do? Like, he's like, no, he he wants to talk to you. Then I'm then it starts like so I think i like, could I be getting signed? Like, what's going down? Next thing you know, the door opens, and I see a whole bunch of freaking cameras come in. Here comes Dana's big ass. And um, he's like, hey, man, you know, I'm impressed. I saw the footage. Uh, I just want to let you know, man, you know, we're in, We're doing this. I'm like, what? Where's that? And I, like, spaz out. And the first thing I do is, like, I see him. He's big. He's right in front of me. I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to give him a hug. And I go over there, pick his ass up, squeeze him, and, 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 and drop him. And I was just, I don't know, man. It was like the freaking, it was like a dream come true. It was kind of weird. It, I felt high, like super high, for like the pat, like the next like three hours after that, man. But it was a super crazy experience.
0: I want an excuse to hug Dana. I like it. That's it fantastic. <laughs> I saw the footage and just immediately felt good about you in life. You put yourself there, though. You knocked uh, someone made a rubber out in twelve seconds, and did you? Does it feel better? Does it feel as you thought it would? Has it been? It's you're kind of now at the place where you're probably confronted with how much work it is. How's it feel now?
2: Oh man, you're you're right. At like I, I I'm I'm starting like to really understand the UFC and everything that it is. Man, it's a freaking. The only thing I can say is like it's a machine. bro. The way it runs. Um. And if you if you can't keep up with the machine, then you know you get left behind. Uh, and something like you know I I can't like I came into the UFC like like I said kind of arrogant, thinking I could run this shit, and um, I got fucking ran over. But luckily, like I stuck onto the fucking wheel, you know, um, and they gave me another contract. Uh, this was actually the first fight of my new contract because um I, like my my last contract was a four fight. And I I got to draw my first fight, which I know I won, but they dropped that shit because I fought a Mexican in Mexico. Um, second fight was a two week notice in Brazil, uh, lost to Thomas Lamido. That was kind of dumb. Who flies to Brazil on two weeks notice, you know? Um, and fight the number eight guy at the time. Uh, my third loss was two weeks notice in Glasgow, Scotland, and then that was that was that's four. Mm. Five, I think. And then my win. I don't. It's funny because I don't even think about my win. But anyways, I'm three, two. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> yeah,
0: I'm, I'm
2: one, I'm one, two and one. So that's a horrible record. Like, like I've seen. Dude, they cut Christos, and Christos wasn't even done with his contract. So I'm like, dude, yeah. I'm fucking, I'm screwed. I'm screwed. Like, 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 it, I'm, I'm done. Like, I, I, dude, I, I remember losing my last fight. I'm in Scotland. It's cold as shit. I'm in my underwear, and I'm freaking crying my eyes out. I'm like, fuck, dude, like. Like, like, they, everybody was right. Like, all the haters that fucking wanted me to fail, they were right. I couldn't make it into UFC, and, like, it was the worst feeling ever. Um, and, like, dude, coming back home, like, everything was just, like, it was weird, man. I was like, man, am I washed up? Like, dude, weird things, man. I'm fucking 25 at the time. Like, like, dog, like, you know, like, it still seems bad. Like, it it was bad, but, I mean, it, it wasn't, it, it shouldn't have been the end of the world, but it felt like it. So, um, Anyways, like, I, I had to, like, just realize, like, yo, man, like, it, it's not the end. You know, like, if if, if you get cut, I'm just going to have to go to all these lower organizations, go take off their champion's head, bring them back to Dana's desk, and be like, here, bro, I'm back. You know, I took out everybody. So, that I, I put that in my head.
0: Giving um, you a small glimpse into how Albert the Warrior <coughs> of approaches most things, which is just like, all right. <laughs> I to go cut the fucking head off of somebody and bring it back. I'll be right back. And how does he get the nickname the Warrior, Kevin? I, it's beyond me. I I, I assume it's uh, something sarcastic, like in the military. But we'll find out maybe, maybe when he does his thirty for thirty. Because I, I mean, Al's twenty six now. So not to sound like he's you made the I was twenty five. Like it's I mean that was almost a year ago. Yeah. Okay. So. So still doing pretty well. I will say I have some discrepancies with your fighter profile on ufc.com. Mm-hmm. Under summary oh, it says wow. it says well-rounded. Doesn't mm-hmm. say anything about having a nice smile. So mm-hmm. fuck that cuz you can add to it. Well-rounded and a nice smile might be it might be nice. <laughs> That's just oh, shit. a little bit of, it doesn't also, it says you fight out of Granada Hills. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know where the fuck that came from. Just... Like, at least they say
2: it right on TV. Like...
0: <laughs> so, I just, I'm, I'm calling some things out. I just wanted to make you aware that while you're living your dream, their web developer needs a little <laughs> tweaking.
2: Yeah, dude, they're horrible. Like, dude, that's hilarious. You know, actually, you know what? I, I think I know where I got that. I think I know where they got it from. I probably told them that's like the hospital that I was born in because I think my mom told me that to make me feel like I was special. I don't know if Granada Hills is nice <laughs> or anything. <but laughs> I think, like, growing up, I was like, Mom, where was I born? She says Granada Hills. Like, Because <laughs> I, I don't know. I was always in Rasida, from what I know.
0: <laughs> this is where you get the good stuff. This is why people come to Verbal Tap to get this type
2: of right. insight. We got I mean, Albert Albert,
1: like, I love the fact that on your Wikipedia page it says, uh, Morales is a lifelong, dedicated fan of gaming and regularly streams
0: and plays FPS games. <laughs> dot, 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 like a psychopath is missing, but we'll assume it's implied. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: do notice That's that you're cool, a man. Part, as part of your your commitment to being an online personality you are playing games consistently like i've seen have you been doing it on twitch as well as what i saw at one point
2: yeah man i was trying to stay consistent with that dude but it's just really hard man um sometimes i just want to go on and play like and not worry about like cussing cuz there's going to be a kid online or something like that man cuz i'm you know even though i, I dude i cuss in front of my daughters like i'm like i'm like i'm not going to lie or any like like as I, like like I'm, you can say that's bad parenting, but I mean, I just I just don't think it's that big of a deal. Um, I and and I'm trying to let them know that you know it's not. But I mean, if they like, if, I've never had a complaint from any of my te- of my daughter's teachers. Thank God, you know, knock on wood, it never happens. Um, because she knows not to save them like outside as of now. But I mean, like eventually they all freaking learn them, bro, and they all fucking just yeah. start cussing. So. I'm not really I'm not like that's not the worst thing. As long as they like as long as she knows that they're there and you can't say them in front of adults, then you know, well, it is what it is. Can I um, can
1: I put a timeout on that for a second? We'll come back to your response. Uh-oh. But the thing I need you to uh-oh. know is this is legit truth, Kev. This happened today. I went to go train. My buddy's got a couple wrestlers and uh they're like high school kids that they like help out. And so he looks at me and, and he, you know, my my buddy's like, Hey man, uh Coach Raph has a podcast and one of the kids goes yeah i know and i go oh, because, yeah i've listened to a couple and i go oh, what'd you think man and he goes I- it's good you no, right. oh no he goes, yeah, you-, you-, you cuss a lot man and i was like i do dude it's an adult podcast like i don't know how to and i wanted to look at him and i was like is this 15 14 year old kid giving me shit about cussing on my show because listen how dare you, first of all. I never gave anybody <laughs> shit when I was fifteen, being like, Hey,
0: tone like it down it. like the cursing there. I kind of enjoy it. It's like, yeah, I mean it's good, but you guys sound like you really eat a lot of gluten and that just doesn't jive. <laughs> yeah, it was just so funny to sit there and like
1: it was like he was like, No, no, it's good. It's just you know, you, you, you curse a lot. It was like, You're fucking right I do, kid. Oh, was he that, talking about you that, or the I podcast?
0: i I think
1: think he was saying on the podcast we curse a bit so if he's listening right now you know who the fuck you are and listen i'm not going to change but second of all i just love that for a mere fact when i like kev i cannot describe to you my face enough where i was just like yeah so do you like it what do you think kid i was ready for him to say like i don't like it that's fine i don't care but he was just like that's good you you just curse a whole bunch. And I was like, yeah, dude, do you know our demo? Our demo is lazy. Starter. They love it, when oh, it because it wakes them up. Ugh. He's a wrestling kid? Yeah, he's a wrestler. And you know what? I got to tell you this. He's a That's beast. Crazy. He is. These kids are really boss. good kids, man. But like uh, <sighs> if I'm being on the reel right now, when we do rounds – like sometimes we do like a hybrid jiu-jitsu and wrestling round. Yeah. So it's kind of like their goal is to try and get you on your back. Our goal is to try and like sweep them and like identify how like choke so, threats can be for them. But it, it's supposed to be to keep them consistent and take them a little bit outside the world of, of just wrestling, right? Um, These kids who are 14, 15, the minute we go, okay, now drop all the jiu-jitsu and just wrestle them. I'm like, no, I don't want to. No. <laughs> no. And,
0: Kev, I, I word, won't one. do it. what <laughs> is not happening. Of,
1: I hate to go on this tangent, but it's too good. <laughs> one of the kids, when he made a bad shot and I sprawled and I put my weight on him, like, good. the coach was going, he goes, Hey, man. He goes, You got to get Raf's weight off of you. And he goes, You got to <laughs> come up and do a duck under or something. No. And he just shut goes,
0: up. No, <laughs> shut was that up. was coach. Guy?
1: the poor kid who's again all of 14 15 who's a man like he's got a man's build so it's not like I'm beating up on some kid he literally looks at his coach and goes I can't he's too heavy and I was like wait hey wait I
0: that come on kid hey i didn't but talk shit on your technique like there's the no reason to call head. me out here at
1: the end he looks harder,
0: drop an elbow is what Albert says. <laughs> Here's what happens though at the
2: end of all that. He like
1: you know, he waits for a while, then he just goes he goes, Hey man, how much do you weigh? And I go, I'm about one eighty right now and he goes, Oh, cool, I'm about one fifty five. I was like, Yeah, well when you're on top you feel about one eighty, so there anyway that was my tangent that that i needed to make sure i needed to get some stuff off my chest albert thank you so much but you were saying (laughs) when you curse and you're going on twitch some people
2: don't love that that's ridiculous no I, i love twitch man it's just really hard for me to get on that man um and then also like, like like the whole thing with me like like like, I, I, I guess I could have, some, like, sometimes it could be all right to talk to me, but I mean, like, I I'd get bored of, like, listening to me speak. So I wanted to do more like a podcast, but not so much a podcast, more like a bunch of homies. Well, I guess it is a podcast, but a bunch of homies just playing games to each other and, like, with each other, and, and like, we don't necessarily have to be on the same, like, screen. Like, I, I even start I even stopped um, showing myself on it. Like, I would just, like, have my voice there, and then you could hear all my other guys because everybody will just include their audio. And it would just be us playing video games, just, like, playing whatever. Um, but then it's really hard because they had to figure out times, and we had to figure out times. And and then play, and then fights came up. So it's just really hard, man. I don't know how Mighty Mouse does it, man. He's a, he's a beast, but, who you knows? I just want to uh, make sure
1: you're, you're crediting Mighty Mouse, but you just described one of the difficulties of doing a podcast, a.k.a. what we do. So when you started mentioning, you're like, I don't know, I think I want a podcast. Maybe I don't, but I do. I'm like, whoa, whoa, easy there, buddy. You're treading on really thin waters with us saying you're going to start a podcast because that immediately means you're dead to us if you do. But let's stay on this Mighty Mouse thing because it's kind of bad form to call somebody out in, like, MMA, but you do notice it works. But it's not bad form to call someone out in the gaming world. So maybe you need to take that 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 Conor McGregor approach with Demetrius and start to instigate that. And then I think you got yourself a show, sir. That'd be actually really cool, man.
2: But what if he kicks my ass, bro? I'm going to be fucking pissed. I got I to gotta find a game that he's not good at. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I'm going like, oh, yeah, to I need him. to just get, hop dog. on that this Pac-Man
0: right, and it. get really good at that. I, I'm going to go adventure and venture <laughs> it's all of them. He seems like Hell not yeah. so much a gamer, but like a reader. Well, and then maybe he goes on a cycling... Hold on, tour. let's I'm just, let's stay on something.
1: Kev, no, Kev, and I didn't expect this from him. When I went to DC or not DC, when I went to Denver uh, about a month ago, I saw that Kevin had purchased a game, and it honestly shook me. I was like, "You bought this?" And Kev goes, "Yeah, I bought the WWE 2K." And I said, "Why would you buy that?" He goes, "I don't know, Vicky and I we just wanted a fighting game, and I we just it <laughs> open. I think you could kick Demetrius' ass." at a wwe2k so think about that because yeah, do that got like out, playing, but it's not and the idea is i think you have the advantage i think you know just a little bit more dude
2: i'm down man you know what's funny like i uh, so, uh, i'm telling you guys all my fucking secrets so my one of my good friends his name is nacho he's actually one of the gamers that uh, was going to be part of my little podcast um he buys all the games he has xbox so uh, one day, like, he came over and we synced his Xbox account into my uh, Xbox so we could both play. Um, he goes home. He goes and plays his games. I found out if I, can, if I log into his account while he's not there, I can, make this, I can make my Xbox his home Xbox so I get all his games. He, so he, and he constantly buys games. So he can still play at his house, but his, all his games that he downloads comes into my Xbox. And he actually does have WWE, so I'm actually going to get get to work as soon as I'm done talking to you guys.
0: We have different definitions of what work is, but I like that we've already started the psychological... <laughs> <laughs> we've started the psychological side of this. And Kev, here's That's the
2: thing. The
0: competition, Owl, Owl
1: has professed he's got a good WWE BJJ game. Never seen it.
0: Never. Wait, you've just put it out into the ether Mm -hmm. al what's your finisher what's your jujitsu what's your wwe bjj finisher
2: it was a ross jericho but now someone did it so i gotta i gotta figure it out what was chris benoit's freaking submission that was the Uh, crippler crossface so there you go i'm going with the crippler crossface no was it the crippler crossface
1: dude chris benoit yeah
2: it was the crippler crossface right yeah, like right behind I mean, the back and then, and then two, two, like, yeah, 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 you're right, you're yeah, right. No, no,
1: so what cautious. he would do is he would, he'd flatten the person out on the ground, he would trap the arm, and then it's kind of like they're in Turtle, flatten them out, trap the arm, right. pull on the bridge of the nose, uh, and then pull back. Like, it's a legit area. Like, if you get somebody in Turtle, a lot of times, when like, that was where a lot of the WWB JJ came to me from because I would start to get people to Turtle and I would be like, so I just crank on the neck and trap the arm, right? And they're like, um... No, and I was like, but why? They're like, well, if you want people to train with you, you shouldn't do that. And I just go, yeah, but I can right, win exactly. this guy, right?
2: Yeah, dude, that that that'd be sick, man. it's just too much, dude. Like, like in a real jiu-jitsu match, you think like I'd be able to work like because it's like a lot you got to break down because you got to trap the arm, and, then, and so you're pretty much you're pretty much doing like a like a like a like an S grip choke like on on his nose. Mm-hmm, yep, and. That's and so
1: nobody thinks about the fact that you can do it in a gi. Ooh,
2: you can use the gi. <laughs> exactly.
0: Nobody thinks Dude, about that. You, you trap it a lot. Right on your face. You two are safe. so like. Oh, it's and,
2: way easier. You can catch it from almost Lada.
1: Exactly, son. And I yeah. like want to talk to people because if you don't think WWE BJJ is a real thing, we're going to do a breakdown of this, Kev. But um, Justin Rader does a reverse guillotine. So essentially, he like puts his arm over somebody.
0: Justin Raider's very good
1: yeah he's amazing but he does reverse guillotine which is essentially a dragon sleeper and uh, that just happened in MMA over the weekend so uh we'll be doing a breakdown of that uh, later this week so keep an eye out hey, on dude, YouTube. I'm, I, I'm
2: gonna I'm gonna work on doing thesecurricular classs
1: that's fine I Hell mean yeah. I you probably won't pull it off and if you do it won't be with style but
2: I mean, no, I I mean I'm gonna it pull it out. Out. I'm taking my goPro everywhere now
0: you try to cripple cross-face care. me, I'm inside heel-hugging I'll... you. I'm just going to say it. Because <laughs> I feel like you're strong enough to me. pull it off. I weigh a lot more than you, and I'm still going to be like, God <laughs> damn it! What's he <laughs> been eating? The, the, bitch. Bitch.
1: <laughs> the cripple cross is something that I've done a couple times to Kevin, and he's always like, it hurts on the nose. And I was like, it actually is better than it hurts on I the nose, because it hurts
0: everywhere. It, dude. Dude. I do
2: not yeah. appreciate it. <laughs> yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna get some reps in bro. i'm gonna go to the kids class i'm going yellow belt all the way up man <laughs> <laughs> i can't oh. wait
1: till you get a black belt who you try to do it to and they just like peel you off and they're like what the fuck are you doing kid but yeah. but here's yeah. the thing out now now i've told you if you want the help we're willing to help you you just got to show up and train and we'll we'll make you ha- like we'll make it happen. We'll make it get there because here's the nice part: if you pull that off in an MMA fight, let alone one in UFC, um, your job is forever saved because you're going to go super viral.
2: Right. I'm gonna so. do it, bro. I'm gonna do it. Just it, it, we, we said it here on the show tonight. All right. All right. <clears throat> the day after our fight, I'm going to get a cost face. before I retire. I'm not going to say when, bro, because that's you know. Hopefully, it's like when I'm like. Like, towards the end of my career, and, you know, they're giving me all the easy fights at that point. You know, like, you if, sure. I've lost it, I'm like, going <laughs> to like, go get me a Crippler Crossface.
1: Absolutely. I think that works. So
0: tune in 10 years from now when Albert <laughs> starts to physically and probably <laughs> mentally decline. Uh, that's when you will see him punch some rookie into a Crippler cross face. that's right. Slap jitsu also offers a lot of opportunity here for you. I feel like you could take advantage of some like tenth planeter in an EBI round. It's like, oh shit, he won't stop slapping him. Uh, and then uh, there's a lot of options. I guess is the point. Albert, where can when can we see you fight next? What are you thinking? What are you feeling? How are you doing? I'm going to start to wind down. I just want to give people a hey. Here's where he's going to be next.
2: Cool. Um, well, for sure. Oh well, it sucks. So I wanted to do Nogi Worlds this week, but uh, seriously, they fucking closed registration super early, so that kind of killed it for me. Um, it, it, the goal was to go fight and then immediately go to the um, to the uh, to, to Nogi Worlds. i but since that's not going down, I got to wait until next year. Um, so next year i' go I'm going to Atlanta for the Atlanta Open. I'm going to Chicago. Well, that's where I'm ending off. so it's Atlanta, New York, and then the Chicago open. and then anything in between like little tournaments, I'll try to hop in, but those are the three ones that I'm going to for sure. I'm going on a on a, mm-hmm. on a like a like a little tour with Kawam Barbosa, Alexandra um, and Jean Paul. Uh, I can never pronounce John Paul's last name. Liba Liba waski whatever seen. the <laughs> hell. It is. But um, yeah, we're all gonna go on a tour. We're all like, you know, representing Carlson Gracie team. kawan and Moli do it all the time, so we're just like, you know what? Like, that, it's always been kawan's dream to have a team go out. And I'm like, fuck it, let's go. Like, like, and you know, like, I'm like I said, I, I found my newfound love with jiu-jitsu again. You know, we're we're back at it. We're at that honeymoon stage where I just want to just be with her all over like all the time so i already bought my tickets to all three of those places um and then hopefully i have a fight after that you know or maybe like a combat jiu-jitsu but hopefully like um around march like um uh, i'm already getting ready for another camp so i don't really want to stop at this point
1: i'm just saying you know there might be a ussgl event tournament what maybe in orange county <laughs> i don't know maybe
0: mid-february <laughs>
2: I, I hope they I'm have there. a driver there. and I'm there. an equipment locker I'm there
0: for the one the warrior.
2: Hey, I'm there, dude. I'm there. Like, like, like. You honestly, dude. Like, I, I'm I'm about to buy my. I'm still <laughs> so late. Uh, I'm buying my Prius like tomorrow. Like, hopefully, I can get that shit tomorrow. You know, I'm heading. I'm, I'm gonna get a deal, bro. I'm going to CarPro's. Pros and uh, <laughs> not CarPro's. CarMax. Car Max. Yeah. I'm going to Car Max and I'm, I'm gonna look for a nice little Kia um uh, because the bmw broke down on me too fast though so to hell with that um and so um, yeah i'm gonna get a serious and i'm just gonna i'm just gonna train man i'm just gonna go back to what i was doing man and i'm excited so any tournaments that you got shoot them my way and I, like i'm I'm literally get, i'm going to sign up i'm trying to sign up for as many as i can i don't want to stop training man i like i'm i'm in a good mood right now so you'll see me all over the place man and don't like if, if you guys are listening,
1: which nobody probably is. Um, <laughs> hit me up, man. it's <laughs> a good sign. It's a really good sign that you're on this podcast and you thought about starting your own podcast, which means you're not interesting enough to keep people listening all the way to the end. So, good confidence. He's got a lot
0: to do between gaming and parenting and Absolutely. all the other bullshit. Kind of, <laughs> kind of refining his fight skills. Hey, we'll find out all we need to, Raph, the next time we train with the Warrior. No, Albert, you're one of our favorites. We love you to death. You're good people. You always Aww. you always fight with a smile, Just sir. A and you talked, you were saying earlier, you were like, it's super dumb that I take these fights. Yeah, we love that about you. And so does Dana. Like, <laughs> MMA fans, it's always like, I mean, (laughs) Albert will fight him. He's been super clear. So keep that reputation. Don't forget that there's a lot of reward in just being a hard worker. Who can we help out? UFC, Reebok, if you want to look as cool as Albert Morales, well, uh, there's going to be a lot of work to be had. But gear-wise, you can find him at Reebok. Uh, Who else can we shout out? Who else is keeping you the way you are?
2: Oh man, um, let's first like uh, let's go teams, right? Obviously, I'm gonna throw out my Carlton Gracie Bulldog family worldwide. Um, shout out to everybody, man! We, we, you know we're we're making a real push to come back into competition jiu-jitsu. We've been taking over tournaments. Um, we got some killers coming from Brazil, so it's gonna it's gonna be a really big thing. man. I'm trying to get like I'm trying to convince my boy Kawan and Molly to start hopping on these like you know, EBI formatted, uh, uh, rules, man. Um, but they're, they're, they're so like their, their whole life is to go for IBJJF world gold. Like that, that's like literally their life. There's nothing else other than that. And I, and like, I, like the deepest thing, I'm sorry, I'm always going on these damn tangents, but Mm. the deepest thing my boy told me, man, is he was like, Albert, we were cutting weight. He was like, Albert, I don't care if I lose every match, my whole jujitsu career. But if I win the world's gold, I uh, it would be worth it. And I was like, fuck, bro. How gangster is that man? Mm-hmm. And so um he's he's my brother, dude. I love that guy to death. That's why like I'm like cruising with him on this trip. So Carlson Gracie for sure. Um, my the the movement, my coach, my teammates, my boy Devin who's gonna fight dude, my boy Devin's actually fighting uh Hoist Gracie's son at Bellator. Nice. <laughs> yeah, that's kinda cool. Um and then, obviously, Black House, Fast Switch, my strength coach, Coach Preston. All my masseuses, Dr. Park, who's my tupper. Um, Pamela Venegas, who's a jiu-jitsu practitioner. She's a very, very good deep tissue masseuse. You guys hit her up on Instagram, Pamela Venegas. Um, and you guys, man, because I fucking love hanging out with you guys. That's why, like, you know, whenever whenever you guys hit me up, I'm like, fuck yeah. Uh, like, I'm, I'm, I'm pissed off that you guys don't hit me up. That
0: often, then so you're a star, oh, rap. Yeah, we only have we can only no. talk to no UFC athletes. I'm not, I'm
1: not. You know, this always ends on a happy note. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm <laughs> How many times do I see you, and how many times do I say, when you come into trade? As if you don't it's get true, love true. from this side of the world, you need to take that shit somewhere else. And if a certain <laughs> still listening to me cursed. no, it is justified at this moment, because this man is over here trying to give us shit as if it's like, oh, you know, I love coming on your show when you love me. No, fool. You need to get on your fucking mind right and get your shit going with the UFC career. And you know... That We're always supporting you and we're always happy to see when shit's going well. And one of the things that is heartbreaking about last night is when you see your guy go in there, fights with his heart, the decision doesn't go his way. You want to be able to say like, yo, nobody gets to talk to you on that side and ask you what you thought was going on. Because in those split seconds or those small little decisions, it makes people feel like what they're fighting for is less than and for us it's like yo dude i see you grinding i see you doing jujitsu i see you getting your rounds in i see you getting your family right and it's like there's a better story there that i think people deserve to hear so i'm glad you came on the show to tell your side because guess what dude we know we're gonna see you back on the grind pretty soon but it's cool to hear all of the background stories that otherwise would have gone lost so we put a nice little place marker as to what happened this weekend and uh, we know more is going out there to come. And, you know, we know that you're going to run away from training with me. And that's fine. It's, <laughs> I understand. Continue to swear. run away
0: from training with you.
1: It's and absolutely. And it sucks, that. Kevin. You know what it's like. You know, he he won't even go to Denver to roll with you.
2: Yeah, well,
0: not at this altitude. So, not I'm just going
2: like, to show up at your gym, bro. Just, just freaking, I'm going to go <laughs> look for that. Was it, was it fucking, was it Nuwaza that had... The fucking like the 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 fucking it was like a like a like a torador guy like, like you know the freaking guy the Spaniards that like had the fucking the, the bull little, the bullfighter outfit oh, the khaki short. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 I'm gonna walk in just like that bro it was cracking you know what like like,
1: everybody expects one day somebody to walk into like our gym or just like where we train especially at the like jiu jitsu club they expect somebody to walk in and just be like. Fuck you, Raph, and be like, Oh, is it
2: awesome <laughs> in Because
1: that's fine. Like I expect those things. It's like when you just look over and you're like, Yeah, I talk a lot of shit about a lot of people. I'm surprised <laughs> it took this long. All right. Uh, but no, I know a lot of the guys have like whenever I've said of like, you know, Al's always looking to come train with us. The guys would love to have you come on over our way at the Jiu Jitsu Club. And uh, I'll actually be out there covering Nogi Worlds and we're gonna organize a Nogi uh, or not just Nogi, but an open mat out that way. So you're more than welcome to come train with us out that way, sir.
2: Sounds good, man. They, well, I'm going to fucking be at Nogi Worlds um, there. So maybe you guys So you guys going to have someone there, or are you guys going to be watching it on TV? Oh, I'll be there. Like, lots I'll, watch it online. I'll be
1: covering it live. So oh. I'll be out there for Nogi Worlds starting Friday. And then I think we might well, do I'm an open map maybe that Friday... Uh, depending on when everybody's around. Because we want people, if you're in town, and by the way, if you're listening to this now and you're going to Nogi Worlds, hit us up. Let us know you're in town. We want to make sure you have an opportunity to come train. And we're going to make a real casual session, maybe two, (laughs) over the weekend. So that way you don't get... It's casual.
0: It's casual. Listen, Kev, um, gonna, I, need, I need to say
1: casual because <laughs> these motherfuckers, it doesn't matter how many times you tell them, they'll be like, hey, we're going a little easy because this guy's competing tomorrow. <laughs> Those motherfuckers still go like it's like the final round of Mundiales. and no, I'm like, I
0: just, I'm, I'm having a good it, kids.
1: <laughs> the only person who are going to go <laughs> in the finals rounds of Mundial's is me and Albert, and I'm going to use all of my 49 pounds heavier than him against him. <laughs> I'm just jealous of I'm, I'm just jealous of my jerk.
2: Sounds
1: good, man. All right, guys. Well, let's do this. Al, it's always a blast to have you on the show. If you guys aren't following him, you can follow him at uh, what is it? The Warrior One Thirty Five.
2: Warrior One Thirty Five UFC. I have to throw in that UFC. That was like, the coolest thing ever when I got signed. I was like, yeah, I could actually say this and it's legit. So that's that's <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and it's <laughs> So yeah, you can see that. You can you can see that um, all the way through Twitter, Instagram, even Xbox Live. It's all the same shit
1: love it that's That's great stuff al we we're so proud of you man you and you know what? i know the decision didn't go your your way yesterday but you gave a fuck of a fight and uh we're very proud of you here but we look forward to seeing whatever's next for you sir and we more than are happy to hear you'll be competing around uh in the next year for 2018 for a lot more grappling events so thank you very much for stopping by the podcast sir
2: for sure guys thank you guys for having me later
0: Raph, I'm 32, you're adorable, I think that's all there is to say about this episode. Yeah, I think so. Al Al rocks, we love him, we've always loved him, we talk a lot of shit, and we're way meaner to his face than we are behind his back, because we're big fans, we've Mm. trained with him before Raph, during his first Kevin Jiu Jitsu Extravaganza LA, Mm. Uh, took me out to Systems, where I got to train with him, because he's trained with some of our friends from way back. And I know in the fight game, they're like, you know, it's current or it's not, but we're not in the fight game. We're in the fight reporting game. And we'll report that he used to fight with our friends at Systems. And now he fights at a different team. And that's, you know, that's a world we live in, but it also explains so deeply why he's an awesome human. He would only interact with other awesome humans that we happen to like. (laughs) So, a lot of awesome human trails. And we hung out with him. I mean, seconds before he departed, but we it was a blast of a training session at Systems. I got to... Marcus Koval's in no a joke. I got to train with he, him, Dimitri, and Albert Morales. It was just like, Raph, fuck. Are you only <laughs> taking me to fight? psychopaths? <laughs> the answer was mostly yes. That's going to do it for us. What an awesome way to spend the birthday, by the way, Raph. I'm going to do some shout-outs. I want to start with my man Sean Waddle, who just got his black belt from Matthew Jubera. Tough guy to get your black belt from. Not an easy crew. And Shanji was in town for a Jubera seminar. Shanji and Jubera, I imagine, surprised Waddle with his black belt. That has to be just an unbelievable feeling. Waddle's the man. He's one of those people you'd put up against anyone. I would honestly, Mm. I just can't imagine anyone beating him. I've seen him and Jubera fight. It doesn't make sense to me. I'm sure it's jujitsu. It just doesn't make sense to me. Mm. Trading with him, he always teaches you. This is badass. This is a good Mm. guy. Awesome beard. Glad to see he got his black belt. Much deserved. Big pillar in the Colorado community. You're going to hear a lot of people say nice things. And a lot of people already have been saying nice things. I wanted to add to that. Crew because the guy teaches me a lot and fights with me and chokes me, and he's so delightful, Rap. He's just a light <laughs> choker. Just like I mean, I'm you're obviously you're gonna have to tap. Like those are the rules. <laughs> you have no choice. Your airways restricting, but it's via technique that he does it. It's not through pressure or <laughs> strength. It's just through pure technique, and you're like, God damn it, that's my arm. Mm-hmm. Fantastic to see to the whole Jubair crew, it's always terrifying when shenji stops by when i'm injured it's <laughs> great when he's here because he taught me a lot about the the defensive game and i'm not like raf i haven't spent my life studying it i don't know it as well it's a big change for me so i can't imagine what he taught this time and it pisses me off i wasn't there <laughs> there's a lot, a lot to be angry about people were like where your white geese with your patched up that's no joke either he really mm-hmm. means it where your true. Hibiero, wear the whole thing. Otherwise, you're going to get a little shungy head tilt. Like, oh, oh, you don't have your patches on. Interesting. Oh. It's not going to feel good, guys. You don't uh, (laughs) like uh, white keys. Oh, okay. That's fine. No, that's fine. uh, Hiberro's got great gear what's the deal it's like oh damn it i mean i didn't want to put your name on my back because i'm not good <laughs> so, Why are you, uh, is that an option it? i don't know is the not ready for a bureau patch uh anyway <laughs> to that whole crew that's gonna do it for me raf and well uh, i mean i do have to give a quick shout out to my sister and my yeah. mother who came out here we ate for three days we went to that same takabe place By the way, we also went to the Denver Biscuit Company, but they drove all the way out here. Fun birthday weekend. That's it for me. Uh, That's
1: great. I I was really happy to hear that I surprised you with that sort of thing, Kev. So powers to them. Um, Let's do a few shout-outs. First of all, I want to go ahead and shout-out Pam Moy, who uh, just took home a purple belt at VMAC. Pam has been such a leader and such a great resource for us at the Valley Martial Arts Center. We had our nice white and blue belt tournament here today. She ran the whole thing. She also won because, you know, that's what you do when you're Pam. Uh, but she had enough time to win in between running a tournament flawlessly. So uh, our thanks to her for that. Thanks to everybody who came out for this tournament. I hope you guys had fun. Uh, I seem to see some good, good jujitsu jitsu from folks uh, near and far And uh, we want to thank you guys for making us a destination to go get your competition on. So thank you to everybody who came out to the VMAC uh, tournament that happened out here today. Also, big, big congratulations to all of our friends who competed this weekend from the Los Angeles Jiu-Jitsu Club. There are far too many to mention, except I'll start with Aaron, who got a very well-deserved blue belt after winning his division and then taking third in absolute. Aaron is a very good training partner with us at the LA Jiu-Jitsu Club, our good friend Damon who took first in his division and first in absolute. No big deal. I mean, Jake, uh Eddie, a number of people who trained with us came out, did big things. So proud of you guys. And then uh, also our good friend Mike Frosto taking second over at the Sub Fighter. Uh, tournament out that way in I believe Orange County Um, there's far too many people to mention but those are just the ones that come to the top of my head as we start so my thanks to everybody there my thanks to all of you guys who have been making the Danaher and the Eddie Cummings and the Craig Jones videos pop and we've gotten some really nice messages so Thank you to everybody who's been sharing those things or liking the videos. Um, Those are always big weeks for us. And, Kev, I want to go ahead and kind of put this out here right now because I think we're about to go forward and do this next. But we have a little mini announcement here, which is we're going to be partnering with our friends over at KO Sports Gear to recognize professors who are underappreciated. Because, you know, all the competitive people, you know, you find out, like, Gary Tonin isn't a shithead and is actually a pretty good instructor <laughs> when you talk to some of his students. Even though he is a shithead and also a really, really good instructor, they're not mutually exclusive Gary Tonin students. Just to let you know that. Yeah, he maintains but th- capability to do all of the above. Absolutely. But I think what we're going to partner to do is we're going to put something on the website very soon where you guys can submit – uh entries for professors who you think have gone overlooked or who are doing something exceptional at your gym or around the grappling community we want to kind of give back and we're gonna have a special prize with them so we have partnered together with KO sports gear you're going to want to go ahead and look out at verbal Tapcast, or keep an eye out on our instagram and our social media page on facebook so that we can tell you guys uh hey Go give some of those people love because we'd love to give them a nice little prize, because uh, you know we don't do enough good things for really good coaches, and there are a lot of amazing coaches who do a lot of really good things. Uh, so we want to at least acknowledge one of them, and then to the rest of them say, "Ha ha, you still suck. You're not as good as this guy," or realistically, just you know, try to bring some attention as we get ready for the end of the year. Which, by the way, reminds me, Kev. We're about at that time for end-of-the-year
0: shout-outs. Am I right? We're getting very close to end-of-the-year shout-outs. So what does that mean that people need to do, Kev? Let us know what you want us to shout out for the holidays. Let us know. Social media. Find us at VerbalTapCast anywhere.
1: Yep. You can find us at VerbalTapCast on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook. Send us a message. Tell us somebody that you want to shout out in the same way. And tell us why we should, uh, you know... Give some people credit because we're all about that during the holidays. We're shit for about 51 weeks of the year. But then one week, we're kind of nice. So I think, we're Kev, uh, I mean, we could be better. But uh, that's going to do it for me except for a very nice happy birthday to you, sir.
0: Oh, thank you. You said so very nice. That'll do it for us tonight here at Verbal Tap. I'm Kevin. Thank you for listening. Good night and good fight.